Hello, good people, and thank you for joining me today on Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latula. I'm so grateful you can be with me as we search out the truths of life and learn to fight the good fight by not only hearing the truth, not only seeing the truth, but speaking it and making it a part of our daily lives. Well, as you know, it's the forlorn conclusion that the world has completely lost its mind. We're not yet one month into the year 2023 and look at what's happening. Are things getting worse or are they getting better? It's really hard to say. But what is obvious is that many, many people are discouraged. They are deflated. They are worried. They are still living in fear. And many are depressed and angry and maybe just indifferent to the many things that are happening to us so rapidly that we can't even keep up with it. How many of you people are worried right now that you might suffer a cataclysmic event, a coronary event, a cardiac event, because you took a shot? If you're living in fear of that, well, that fear is not completely unwarranted, but there is a way of overcoming fear. And that is something that we have to all recognize and learn how to do for the sake of our own sanity so that we ourselves do not lose our own mind. Now, this sad fact of so many people being distraught actually does tell us something very important. And let me tell you, it is actually encouraging. This gone mad world, for one thing, is actually fostered by a relatively few people. We know that. And that means that most people in the world actually have some goodness in them. And it tells us that an organized resistance against evil is very possible. Today, what I want to discuss with you hopefully in a very meaningful way, is the role of collaborative responsibility in this world gone mad. Because I think we all have a very important part to play. You see, if you're listening to me right now, I know that chances are you are among that group of people in the world who are actually regarded as normal people. And the world actually contains a lot of normal people. Every country that I ever traveled in in the past was full of people who had goodness in their heart. They were not perfect people. They were not totally good, as in perfectly good people, but they were far from the totally evil sociopaths who are now seeking to destroy us, to literally kill us. And these normal people are everywhere. So that means we have an army at our fingertips, our neighbors, our friends, our, our family members, who actually are good people in the sense that 
they know how to be good parents. They show parental love to their children. They are willing to protect their children, to feed them and nurse them and, and to train them up so that when they are adults, they are prepared. There are normal people in this world who are married, a male to a female, and they are faithful to their spouse. And many normal people are going about their daily business, working in their careers, doing their jobs to the best of their ability, maybe even in America with some good old American pride. Remember when it used to be a thing to take pride in your work? A lot of people still have that pride, and I've seen it in every country that I've been to. A lot of people can do a lot of good because they are simply normal. It doesn't matter if we reside in a seemingly crazy world. We can influence our world. We can make it less crazy. But we have to recognize exactly how we have been manipulated into silence. Right? The good people, the normal people of the world are always the silent majority. Now, maybe that's changing a little bit, and I hope it is. But we have to recognize that our manipulation that we are the victims of is very subtle sometimes, subtle to the point that we don't even recognize it as being evil, even though it may be deadly in its consequences. I'd like to take a few minutes now to just share with you, maybe in an escalating fashion, how something very innocent and seeming of little or no consequence could be something really big. And we would be wise to open our eyes to see the truth of how subtle this deception is. One example of evil that recently transpired occurred in a city in Michigan named Hamtramck, H-A-M-T-R-A-M-C-K. It's kind of a funny name to say, Hamtramck, but it is a Muslim-majority city, from what I gather, in Michigan that has a Muslim-majority city council in fact, all five city council members were Muslim, and they recently voted and approved animal sacrifice for religious purposes. Now, is that okay or is it not? Well, it's interesting that they won by a three to two margin, even though all of the council members were Muslims themselves. But what was interesting is that they actually stayed the vote for a while and didn't act on it because many of the Muslim residents themselves objected to this. Now, why is that? If they're Muslims, why would they object to animal sacrifice? Well, there must be a reason. Now, I saw an animal sacrifice several years ago on a video. And... I actually cried as I watched a Muslim use a propane torch to slowly and painfully 
torture and kill a little goat. The goat was strung up by a rope from its neck, and it was kicking and bleeding, bleating, as goats do, while its feet were hanging, and he was struggling. And this Muslim man lit the torch, a big propane torch, and started to burn the little feet of the goat. And the goat was bleeding out in severe, obvious pain. But its perpetrator continued to torch this helpless little animal from the feet all the way up to the legs, to the abdomen, to the chest, so that its core was burned, and then finally to the neck and to the face. Can you imagine the suffering this animal felt? And they call this animal sacrifice? Why do you think many Muslims objected to it? Do you think it would stop here? If they would do this to an animal, do you know what kind of people torture animals? Psychopaths and sociopaths. That's the kind of people that do that. And if this is allowed to be legalized in the United States of America, we are in trouble. Such a little thing. One of the council members, Mohammed Hassan, said if somebody wants to do it, they have a right to do their practice. Now, does anybody want to challenge that besides me? Well, I know what some of you are thinking. Well, wait a minute. What about the Old Testament sacrifice? Didn't they slaughter thousands upon thousands of animals in the old Jewish system under the law? Well, that is a fact. Yes, they did. But they cut its throat and bled it. The animals died almost painlessly. You can, you, you can stick a pig, for example. The term stick a pig means you poke its jugular vein and it bleeds out and it goes on walking around, not even aware that something's really happened. Okay. There is a way to sacrifice an animal, but remember that America is not under the law of the Jewish system. America is a Christian nation and we must never forget that. The purpose of all the old Testament was killing was simply to teach man that sin is ugly and it leads to death. And there is a price to be paid for sin. And when that ultimate price of the perfect, unblemished, sacrificial lamb, our Lord Jesus Christ, shed his blood on the cross and died for us, all sacrifice was ceased. There was no further price to be paid. America is a Christian nation. I was pleasantly taken back recently when I watched a video put on by Dennis Prager from Prager U. Mr. Prager says, as a Jew, now he's speaking as a Jew, as a Jew, I ache to see Christianity succeed in America. He said, I hope Christianity succeeds in America because why? Because Christianity made America a profoundly powerful and good nation. Many good things have come 
from a Christian America. And Dennis Prager knows that because he knows history. Dennis Prager is a good man. And I only wish that he would himself become a Christian. Because the Bible teaches very clearly that if the Jews reject their Jewish savior, who took the form of human uh, of a human body and became the sacrifice for our sins, if he rejects that, then Dennis Prager and every Jew, according to the Bible, is not saved. Nobody comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. And we need to remember that there is no need for any more animal sacrifice. And of course, there never was a way to earn our salvation. And that is why Roman Catholic teaching on purgatory is erroneous. It's wrong. We cannot pay the price for our sins. We all need a savior. The price had to be paid by one who is perfect. And that was Jesus Christ, God come in the flesh. So do we allow this animal sacrifice for religious purposes? Does that come under the guise of religious freedom in America? Well, if so, then that means that we should allow the Satan worshipers because Satanism is a religion in America, and the Satan worshipers who want to sacrifice humans, children, women, then they should be allowed to perform their animal sacrifices. Right or wrong? And let's face it, we have had animal sacrifice going on like crazy in America. Every time a little human child is aborted, an animal, a human animal, has been sacrificed. A child created in the image of God. That's just another form of animal sacrifice. You see, if you allow one little type of sin to enter our world, if we allow these external influences that are evil to become a part of our culture, then America is over. It is over and we will pay the price that every other nation that has rejected God will pay. And we have to acknowledge that. Abortion is murder by definition. When you terminate an innocent human life, you have committed murder. Soldiers who fight in the military are at war are they murderers? No. They are at war. But when you take an innocent child or an innocent human being who is not guilty of anything and kill them, God says that's murder. So I'm not in favor of animal sacrifice for religious purposes in Christian America. Sorry, but I'm not sorry. Now, we could go on a little bit further um, besides abortion as animal sacrifice. Let's take another look at a subtlety that is extremely insidious and dangerous. And that is transgenderism. I recently went on Healthline and caught a glimpse of this article 
which is titled Transgender Pregnancy, Moving Past Misconceptions. Now, what they're calling misconceptions, you might as well put in the word misinformation, because that's exactly what they are talking about. This was written by a Sarah Prager, no relationship, I'm sure, to Dennis Prager. But this article to to promote its credibility was actually medically reviewed, it says, by Emilia Arquilla, D.O. Now, this picture of, I don't know if it's Armelia or Sarah, but it looks like Emilia might be an Emil if this is a picture of Emilia. But the article opens up stating, for the health and well-being of transgender parents to be and their families, it is important to understand where we've been and where we need to go. Okay, so we are about to be instructed on the blessings of transgenderism. She says, pregnancy and birth have widely been considered something that women do. Uh, Yeah, normal people across the entire world for thousands of years actually thought that women got pregnant and had babies. Okay, Uh, normal or abnormal? See what I mean? Most of you are among the normal people who would say, yeah, you're right, women have babies. I mean, that's what I saw. I delivered babies for a good number of years, and I always told a mother, a female mother with a natural genitalia, that you just delivered a baby, and it was always either a boy or a girl, and I determined that by looking in the area of the groin and looking at the sex organs and said, it's a boy or it's a girl. Congratulations. But in this article, the author says, but in reality, okay, see, we have, we normal people have all been living in a make-believe world, thinking that only women have babies. Because in reality, she says, people of all genders get pregnant and give birth to babies around the world. Oh, how nice. And then she goes on to say, medicine is on the cusp of possibility for a transgender woman to bear a child with a transplanted uterus. Can you imagine a transplanted uterus? Now, I could get into more of what she says here, but it will confuse most of you with terms like cisgender and so forth, as opposed to transgender. A cisgender woman, for example, uh, or or women who were assigned women at birth and are not therefore transgender. Okay, but these boys who were called women, would need to have a transplanted uterus to have a baby. And they would get these uteruses or uteri from living and deceased donors. Now, I don't know how that would work because the uterus and the cervix is, uh, these are very, very specialized organs of the body that that have to function normally to deliver a baby. Now, I personally, as a medical doctor, have trouble conceiving of this actually happening and functioning, but who knows, okay? But anyway, the author says, but for now, most transgender people giving birth are those born with a uterus. Well, I'll be doggone. Yep, but these include transgender men, no non-binary people, gender-fluid people, 
multiple genderqueer people, two-spirit people, and others with uteruses who don't identify as women. And then below this are, are the bold words, misinformation abounds, but trans pregnancy is possible. Okay, misinformation abounds. So that's a true statement, isn't it? Misinformation does abound. But what is the misinformation? And whose reality are we talking about? Because the author here is living in a world of make-believe. This is not reality. Women still have babies. Men do not have babies. That's a medical statement. But go to any of the most reputable or once most reputable medical journals like the Lancet, like New England Journal of Medicine, and they're pushing this crap. They are pushing this nonsense because they want you to believe a lie. And that's how it works. Because if we can convince you to convince your children that they can be a boy when they're actually a girl or vice versa, they're going to be born and raised in a state of confusion that will render them null and void in the important areas of life. They will be so caught up and destroyed by this sin that is being preached to them that they will not have a chance to make a difference for good in this world. That's what happens when we reject God, period. It's just the way it works. So all of this gender-affirming nonsense, which is actually practiced by a very, very small percentage of the people, and that, despite all of the pressure to conform, to believe this lie. This evil practice is now supported by virtually every major hospital in America. And this Healthline article is telling me and any other normal people out there that we are not living in a state of reality. We are misconceived. We are misinformed if we think that only women can have babies. Well, that means that we are misinformed about everything that God told us. Like in the beginning, he created us male and female, and that women would have pain in, in, in childbirth, right? He didn't say men would have pain in childbirth. Men were cursed in a different way. But we have to recognize how these little subtle things that we accept into our lives, even though we might believe they are nonsense, but we accept them, they will ultimately influence us and sway the weak-minded and sway good children and intelligent people even who simply haven't the courage to stand or who simply haven't the right heart to discern truth and they will fall for the lie. And that's exactly what we have seen with this entire COVID pandemic that was planned. The majority of doctors continue to lie.
And as a result of that, a lot of people are suffering and now dying. So what do we do? Well, let me give you one more example before I take a break. We now live in a world that is quite different from what it was just 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago by far. We live in the world of high technology, and it's getting ever more complicated, ever more advanced. But we now have to deal with this artificial intelligence as it applies to global politics. And of course, that is very powerful. Artificial intelligence allows misinformation, and I'm talking about the real misinformation, to be spread across the entire world and to reach into virtually every home in the world. And that's a scary thing. And what is going on is a battle to control the collective global mind. And that's why we are hearing so much about globalism. That's why Klaus Schwab is having such success, despite the fact that he is an evil imposter himself. I mean, who voted him to be the world's leader and director of everyone's lives, right? This guy is not an intelligent creature. I'll tell you that. If you look into the working of Schwab and his minions, they are not the most intelligent people in the world, but they are good at deception. And we need to respect that. They are a powerful enemy simply because they are so good at deceiving us. So you look at the Chinese-based TikTok, right? They're gathering information on us. That's kind of concerning. But how many people participate in TikTok, watch it, or themselves produce TikTok videos um, that's a little bit concerning because we are becoming active participants in the evil and we think nothing of it. We think, oh, what's one more person? What am I going to do? Oh, what information do I have that they need? What difference is it going to make? And as soon as you say that and develop that mindset, you have just set yourself up to become a member of the army of evil. That's exactly what the Chinese CCP are counting on. Information gathering so that they can use it against you. And it's coming if we do not stop it. Look at our own agencies in America, the CIA and the FBI. What do they do but manipulate information? The top tiers of these organizations do everything evil. They deceive the American people. They are there designed to protect us, to gather intelligence about evil goings on that might influence our nation. But what do they do? They participate in the evil. We're seeing it right now. Look at this fiasco with Joe Biden, with Hunter Biden, with all of the classified documents that are showing up all over the place. Do you think we're getting the whole story on this? Is Joe Biden guilty of all this stuff? Well, sure, he's guilty. We know that. But 
what do you say about Mike Pence and him having classified documents found in his house? Do you think we're being told the truth about that? Or are we victims of intelligence gathering and information manipulation? See, artificial intelligence is exceedingly dangerous to our health. And yet every one of us has a computer, a cell phone. We allow ourselves to participate in it without even knowing it. And we have to become aware of what they are doing because it's going to get worse. I want to talk about this a little bit further, and I want to explain where it's headed so that you can know and so that you can oppose it. I'll be right back after a short pause. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve Latula. Today, I'm speaking about the role of collaborative responsibility in a world gone mad. Now, we know that we are suffering greatly 
as not just a nation, but as a world people. Every country we look at today is undergoing some severe turmoil because of persecution, because there are those few people in the world who are abnormally evil. And if we choose to confront them, being the overwhelming majority of normal people and good people in a relative sense, we can easily win this war against evil. But it takes a choice. And it takes an ability to recognize exactly how we are deceived and manipulated into being silent, into being inactive, and into simply not caring enough to change our world for the sake of those who follow us. I challenge myself every day when I wake up to try and make a difference for good in the world. And I hope you can join me on that quest because we need you. We need every single person here. Now, remember that my radio show now airs at 5 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday and Sunday. It then goes to podcast. If you want to view past podcasts and read some of my articles that I have written that are hopefully timely and very meaningful, go to americaoutloud.com and scroll down to our team and you can find my name there. Click on it and read the articles and access uh, prior radio shows. And there are some very good people on the America Out Loud Network. So please avail yourself to the truth tellers on this network. Well, right now I am speaking about something that I think we need to pay close attention to. And I've been talking about artificial intelligence and global politics. And I'm telling you, this is something that is very dangerous and we need to pay attention to it because it is rapidly escalating and it will be used as a powerful weapon against freedom lovers, against people all over the world. The new and latest technology that is being honed right now is called deep fake one word, deep fake technology. And it's a software that actually allows the manipulator to swap faces and voices and even other physical characteristics. So you can imagine the types of digital forgeries that can result from this and the blackmail. It will affect body cameras. It'll affect surveillance cameras that that you might have to to catch criminals uh, who might be trying to break into your business or your property. And uh, if they are able to swap facial recognition based on a digital reconstruction of your face, they can truthfully put your face on someone else's actions. You can imagine how this would work. I mean, imagine being married and somebody, for example, shows two people um, having sexual relations, right? They put your face on it, that gets sent to your wife. I mean, think about what that could mean to you. It could destroy you. It could destroy 
your business. It could destroy your character, your marriage. I mean, think of the harm. The potential for harm there is incredible. Facial recognition is digital reconstruction of you. Now, a lot of people are using that probably already maybe to access your cell phone, right? Um, that on my phone, I have never updated it. I do not use facial recognition. When my daughter and her new husband recently went on their honeymoon to Europe, as they were checking in uh, on in the foreign airlines, they were actually scanned using facial recognition. Now, that's kind of a scary thing, isn't it? It really is. And it can be used for good, sure, but you can bet it's going to be used for evil. And the worst thing of it all is that as we are watching anything, any video, any, any program that anybody does, I mean, we, it makes us question, what are we looking at? And what is reality? And when we are that confused, that tends to create anxiety and fear, which we are pretty well you know, accustomed to in this day and age, aren't we? What we have is an information apocalypse. This information can be used to accomplish so many evil things that it is it's mind-boggling. Think of the confusion and think of the fear it could lead to or the apathy. I mean, how, how much do we get bombarded by this information before we finally say, oh, what's the use? I give up. I can't do anything about it. That's their goal. That's how they will control us, having exactly that kind of mindset. So as I was exploring this topic further, I came across an article that talked about a research facility, a laboratory that is supposedly doing us some good. And it sounded like, wow, this sounds like something that might be actually beneficial in helping to fight artificial intelligence. It's called the Collaborative AI Responsibility Lab, or C-A-I-R Lab, which is at the University of Pittsburgh. And this lab is run by a postdoc researcher, Ravit Dothan, D-O-T-A-N, pronounced Dothan. Well, as I came upon this, I was pretty excited. And by the way, that's how I got the idea of collaborative responsibility. The collaborative AI responsibility lab sounds like exactly what we need to rein in all of these abuses. We need some new laws to be changed and implemented. And this is something totally um, foreign to us right now. We need enforcement of these laws. We need to hold people accountable. And so I was excited to uh, come across this website and I looked into the research that Ravit Dothan was doing. She states, I work to make technology safe and beneficial. Well, you know, that triggered me a little bit because it sounds too much like safe and effective, right? And I don't like the word safe and effective anymore because it 
reminds me of the COVID shot. But she says she is working to make technology safe and beneficial. But um, I had to find out what, what she meant by those words. And the more I dug in, I, I saw that she actually wrote a, a recent uh, guideline for responsible AI due diligence. And I thought, well, that sounds really good. But the more I got into it, the more I realized that Ms. Dothan is actually talking about safe and beneficial for the people who are creating this artificial intelligence. Okay. And then as I looked at her guideline for responsible AI due diligence, it's due diligence so that nobody can come after you, so that you can be protected so that you can pursue your agenda. And, and what was grossly absent in this guidebook was anything pertaining to morals, values, ethics. She had no standard whatsoever. What was safe and beneficial merely applied to those who would use artificial intelligence to accomplish whatever means they sought to pursue. And in the guidebook, I read the words social inequalities. Now, that's another red flag, right? And I read AI can conflict with fairness ideals when it wrongfully discriminates. Now, I recently wrote an article on chat GPT, which is a chat box that allows you to research anything you want and have an article produced as though you wrote it in your own human form. The problem is, is that on chat GBT, which is one of the most uh, advanced uh, sources of artificial intelligence right now, that organization actually practices wrongful discrimination. And I talked about that in this article, how if you look up something that might interest a conservative, such as uh, perhaps um, manipulating elections, uh, certain things just uh, would not be allowed to be discussed. And the chat box GPT might admonish you and say you're trying to do something that might hurt someone but if it was favorable toward liberals toward the left then you'd get a full article that supports whatever thesis you want as long as it suited them now that sounds to me like wrongful discrimination doesn't it what do you mean by social inequalities well, I looked into it more and I was a little bit concerned because uh, her sponsors include the World Bank, IBM, UC Berkeley, Johns Hopkins, University of Notre Dame, and the Global Impact Tech Alliance, which actually is a globalist dream network. So this care lab is anything but ethical and responsible. It is designed to protect the enemy. So 
I was very disappointed. The collaborative AI responsibility lab appears to be nothing more than a globalist version of the ACLU. Now, the American Civil Liberties Union sounds really awesome, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds like it's right up our alley. I'm all for America. I'm all for civil liberty. But that is not what they support, at least not in any significant way. And from what I can see, this care lab is the same. It's not good. It appears to be nothing more than a propaganda promoting machine. In other words, what they're pushing is the methods and the guidelines on how to get away with what you want to accomplish. And that is very evil. Now, just looking at it, I would have said, yeah, I like the sounds of that. And if I had promoted it, I would be doing the work for the enemy. And we have to be aware of that kind of thing because the people are being attacked. This specific kind of information can and will be used against medical doctors who speak the truth. And that gets upfront and personal with me. So despite all this horrible stuff that went with the care lab, I still really do like the idea of collaborative responsibility as it applies to good people. What's the role of our collaborative responsibility to turn our upside down crazy world right side up? That's what we need to collaborate on. Collaborative. What if we came up with a group of our own, like the Collaborative Information Responsibility Task Force? I mean, we could do a world of good. It would consist of actual normal people who actually speak up. Now, I like the thought of that. This is exactly what we need to do. But let's face it, do normal people normally speak up? No, they don't. We are the silent majority, and that needs to change. Now, when I talk about getting uh, upfront and very personal, um, I recently was angered because a good friend of mine, Ryan Cold, who is the medical doctor who owned the largest pathology lab in the country, he was uh, in Boise, Idaho. He is now being attacked by the Washington State Medical Board, and that just irks me to no end because I know what the Washington State Medical Board is all about. It's the same thing as the Oregon Medical Board. They are communists, and the lies that they are fabricating against Dr. Cole are astounding. It's all made up nonsense, and you could just imagine how artificial intelligence could be used in such a case, and that angers me. Dr. Cole was calling for perhaps a million letter campaign, you know, writing um, all these letters to the Washington Medical Board in protest. Now, that's a great example of collaboration, but will it work? Will, can we get that done? I don't know. But I do know this that we have to do something. We need to expose these few beasts who are just tearing up our lives. They are destroying us. 
And I know in America, we're not really suffering yet, not like we are going to if this proceeds, and I believe it will. But I also know that it does not have to be. If we come together and align our forces and point our energy against the enemy, we can do some really great things. Ultimately, our collaborative responsibility is simply to stop evil. But misinformation absolutely abounds in our day. And we need to challenge it by speaking the truth. And that takes every single one of us. It takes you and me to say, no, I don't believe this. And we have to be ready to give a defense for what we do believe and why we do believe it. Now, you might be a little discouraged at this point because uh, we seem to be losing at this task. But we already have this task force in place. It already exists. It's called we the people. We the normal people of not just our nation, the United States of America, but the entire world. We need to speak up and stomp out the evil. Now, we recently saw something that I thought was most exciting. I'll be honest, I was not at all encouraged going into the new year 2023. But we did take over the House, right? The conservatives, or at least I should say the Republicans, let's uh, apply to strict definitions here because there's a lot of rhinos. But what did we see? We saw 20 of the House members take a stand and say, no, I've had enough of it. We've had enough of the corruption, the lies, the deceit, the plotting and planning of evil to destroy America, because that is what is happening. And we are not going to stand for it. Now, they got a lot of flack for that. They were taking a head beating, even from those on their own side. Remember the Republican, uh, congressman who who went and wanted to attack our own good people you know this this happens all the time but despite it all 20 people from the house stood up and said we want to hold you accountable we want the spokesman for the house to do something right. And so Kevin McCarthy was held to the carpet and said, look, you are going to do what the people wish. And if you don't do it, we're going to out you quick. And look what's happened. Well, for one thing, Swalwell and Schiff are gone. They're evil. They're deceivers. They're gone. And likely in this year, we will see some investigations coming. I mean, just look at what is happening right now. All the things that are being exposed with regard to Russiagate, with regard to the classified top secret documents that are being found all over the place. Now, 
everybody is speculating. What are they doing? Are they just throwing Biden under the bridge now? Has he got too much dirt underneath him that he's, he's too much of a liability? Or is he just so demented now that they're finally saying, okay, look, we can't, we can't go on because what's he's going to say? I mean, Biden is absolutely a puppet and a big liability to the left because you never know what he's going to say. He has already told us some pretty amazing, truthful things like, hey, we have designed the greatest system to steal elections that's ever existed in America. He told us that. And I believed him, you know, one of the few times I actually believed Biden. But those words came out unexpectedly. And he is a liability to the evil ones who are trying to rule and oppress our country. Now, personally, I think, hey, you know, maybe Biden may be doing us a lot of good. And it goes to show you that no matter how evil or how powerful are these people who want to ruin us, God can use them for his own good. And that excites me. And that's why we must never get discouraged. We must never lose faith, not in ourselves, but we must never lose faith in God. Because God says, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And we did that once as a nation. And we found favor in God's eyes and we became great and we can do it again. But we need to see Christianity succeed in America, not Hinduism, not Muslim faith, not, nothing of that sort. We don't need a bunch of Buddhas trying to run our country. It won't work. It will fail. And if we are too cowardly to say that, then we ought not to be calling ourselves Christian. It's as simple as that. If 20 House members can upset the entire party, which is going to have ripples across the entire world, this is going to affect Klaus Schwab. It's going to affect Bill Gates and all the other evildoers. We can turn this around. That's the exciting thing about this. And that is exactly why now more than ever, we need to recognize our role of collaborative responsibility to make the world a sane place once again. And that means we have to follow through. Ask yourself this. Do you really think Justice is coming for Anthony Fauci. Do you think it's coming for Joe Biden, for Barack Obama, or Hillary Clinton? And what about Nancy Pelosi? What about Bill Gates? Is it time to shut down the FBI and the CIA because they are utterly corrupt? Oh, sure, there are some good good workers, good men, good women in those organizations, but they are not the ones that are the ruling class of those agencies. They need to be stopped. We have to recognize that collaborative responsibility in our world gone mad 
is the very medicine that is going to cure the cancer of globalism and communism and Marxism and any other isms that are contrary to constitutionalism and to Christianity. America is a Christian nation. And if we are going to heal our land and rid our government of all the dirty, bad actors that have betrayed their own people, we have to come together. We have to be able to see the truth. And we are seeing the truth, aren't we? We are seeing what's happening with the shots, all of the sudden deaths. People are finally, finally starting to figure it out. And I say to that, wonderful. It's about time, but wonderful. But now that we see it, let's work together to make our world a little bit more sane, a little bit more hopeful. And let's remember that we must not neglect the true source of all hope and peace. And that is simply the gospel of Jesus Christ, period. Collaborative responsibility begins with knowing God. We cannot be silent and we cannot be without action. We must, each one of us, choose to be a member of the task force that fights evil and defends the weak the ignorant, the blind, and yes, even the indifferent. We need to change one heart at a time, because when we change one heart, we potentially change the world. And that is enough for me. And I hope this motivates you. Let's see what we can do in a week's time and then make it a lifelong practice. You have been listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip. I hope you have a good week, and I hope you do some good in that week. Until next time, adieu.